if wealth was distributed based on hard work, billionaires would be women. It would be, be our mothers. Yes. If you're a hardworking, independent woman, they'll be like, oh, so you're strong. Oh, you're, you must be very, very bossy. That means how are we going to find a man? Who's going to want to oh, yeah, marry yeah. you? It's not just on you, like, as a man to make sure mm-hmm. you are not, like, you know, harassing women or whatever may be perpetuating any kind of, like, sexism. It's mm-hmm. also about, like, keeping your friends in check. Hello, Globies. Welcome to the World Health Investigation Podcast. My name is Jocelyn. I'm Edna. And I'm Loza. We're three young global health professionals and your hosts for the World Health Investigation Podcast. Also known as the WHI, we will be discussing all things global health and unpacking the most controversial social and health issues. As well as promoting new wave global health development and equity. So, ladies, what's the tea in global health today? What, what is the tea? The tea Today tea. I hear you're the one spilling the tea for us. We're talking about we're talking about women, men, women. Oh. gender, the gender pay gap. Oh. Is it real? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> so we're gonna address whether the what the gender pay gap is legit or not. We're really I getting into that. it. I swear I saw Loza get very sad when you mentioned men. Not everyday men. Okay, just a disclaimer. Okay. We are not here to bash men. Okay. No. We are here to make informative, informative discussions. Mm-hmm. Have informative discussions about yeah. gender disparities. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get us start us off with a little case study well very very simplistic but straightforward case study very recently a kenyan high court george has declared that being a housewife is a full-time job oh oh can we just just acknowledge that first of all minute let me see okay Okay, I need to, yeah. you know, all these degrees, yeah. I'm thick putting them on the side. Never mind. Think about being a housewife, okay? <laughs> what are you gonna are you gonna do? <laughs> yes, sir. She said, she yes, said she said being a housewife is a full-time job and should mm-hmm. therefore attract some form of compensation. So I while she's having a matrimonial distribute, she her name is Theresia. Matheka, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she has said that they're looking into having some form of compensation for housewives in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. A hundred percent. I like that because paid care work. It is because so many women in this world do so much work that is just not economically compensated for. Like if wealth was distributed based on hard work, billionaires would be women. It would be our mothers. Yes. Right. Thank you, Loza. Like, you know how we, we as young, when I was, I remember being young, I was told, you know, if you work hard, you mm. play hard, you gain something. If you work hard, you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. It's like, are the hardest working people the most successful people? Mm-mm. No. Work smart, not hard. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna unpack that in a little bit more detail. But before we get into that, let's get into our personal personal stories. We're all women. You're in my business. We're all young women. 
mm-hmm. I suppose. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, why did you have to say it like that? Um, what does that mean? What does that mean to mean? You know, you know. Talk just, to you after this. this is we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> we're all young black women, and mm-hmm. we've experienced we've experienced some form of gender disparity at Ugh. some point in our careers, in our personal relationships, in our friendships, in our families, in basically in every environment that we've been in. So I'm going to start off with any of you. Which form of gender inequality, disparity, unfairness, harassment, whatever it is that you want to tackle, have you experienced Ooh. in your lifetime? <laughs> Imagining, I feel like in this very short lifetime, like you said, as you listed all those things, like young, woman, black, I'm like, oh, there's a lot that has been experienced. <laughs> I mean, Start with the first one that comes to your mind. The first thing that that has that gives you the ache, <laughs> not the ache. ache, not the ache. I mean, okay, we were talking about this earlier on, but um, we say as women, in terms of like in the workspace or in education, um, we get disregarded a lot, mm. and I think. Also, me, I present very like ditzy. I'm a bit, you know, I'm joking a lot. I look, maybe I seem unserious, but no, you don't. In a lot of places, <laughs> no, it's true. But in a lot of places, um, I I often find like people before they get to know me, I get discounted a lot. Like people think I'm mm-hmm. dumb. So when I if I'm like new to a class or something, and we're working in a group, I'll say something. Um, and I often find from certain demographics, they'll say. And they'll just look at me, stare at me blankly. And don't, exist don't acknowledge anything I say. Yeah. And then later on, someone will repeat what I said. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Or um, or this happens to me even with people I'm close with, where um, we're talking about a certain topic and I've studied it extensively. Like I have research, I've done this, I understand this topic. And I tell them and they're like, mm, no, you're wrong. Um, mm. and, I, and I'm like, Why? Um, they're like no someone told me this other thing that is opposite and I say like no but like I, I have evidence and they're like mm, mm, I don't believe you it's the disregard for me it's, yeah, no, it's just you don't get um, and people only respect what I have to say if I tell them my grades or like if I have some kind of like I always Backing. have to prove myself yeah I have to yourself yeah I got a first something for you to respect me or if you say that you've done research on it even then, no, still even, like, then, even then, mm, <laughs> even but, then, people will say, No, you're wrong, yeah, you read yeah. that wrong. Was, okay, so that's that's one instance, at least, in terms of disregard, mm, disregard. Just not being taken seriously. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I'm there with you, Loza. Like, I could also think of like it's sometimes like in these small moments, you know what I mean? But they mm. end up like giving you this bigger pattern and theme of like, yeah, I'd just be getting disregarded a lot. Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. You said there's um, like, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I would say it's a lot of just like a lot of different points at work, at home. You know, where I do feel a lot of just like responsibility expected from me. And I think sometimes it really is just because I, I, I'm i a girl, I'm a woman, whatever it may be. Even mm-hmm. as just like growing up, I feel like boys the same age as me were not expected to do the same things I was being expected to do or to know mm-hmm. certain things that I was expected to know. Like mm-hmm. sometimes people just look at me like, but you, you should know this. Like mm-hmm. even at work, I do feel a lot of times of like, uh, you know, people get almost confused when I just don't know something or I admit that maybe yeah. I'm like confused. Yeah. There's maybe like an expectation of like, I feel me, maybe... 
be on it be like mm. very responsible and all these different things be on top of it, like your game but can i just say edna you are very responsible yeah i know just a but side it must note. be <laughs> yeah it must be because of this <laughs> yeah, it must be this pressure you get yeah, yeah that's what i mean maybe that pressure as well has put me to like force myself to be like okay i guess i have to I, be super responsible yeah you know mm. what i mean but i feel like when i compare to like my male counterparts of right. the same age grown in similar backgrounds like there was not that expectation for them yeah i i agree with you so much because i think we went opposite ways where you said okay let me embrace the responsibility and (laughs) i remember my whole life was rebelling against it i was like i'm not gonna learn how to do anything i even decided i'm not gonna learn how to cook because they expect (laughs) me to and then here i am at 23 starving but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) come see patriarchy winning but i agree it's true it's true like you're expected to be so much more responsible while the boys are like they'll be boys like, yeah be the boys like people just understand like oh okay but they're just boys so it's yeah. like it's just like go yeah, yeah. yeah. i think it, it's it's interesting how you say and like you talk about you touch on the responsibility bit and i feel like as women it's like you you're expected to be to have it all together mm. but you're still dismissed you're still like there's a lot from you like a lot is expected of you you have to look good you have to look pretty like your beauty is your currency you have to look good you have to be smart especially nowadays you have to be smart now Mm. you 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 also have to be somehow independent otherwise Mm -hmm. if you're a housewife then people may look down upon you or i'm not saying that it's it's wrong to be a housewife like hello if i could i would No, that's too hard. Uh, but, but I'm like, like you almost like if you're a housewife, like, oh, so you, you you took the easy way out. Yeah, people think you're just you're, sitting yeah. there doing nothing. You're yeah, unambitious. You're, chilling. you're unambitious. Yeah. If you're a hardworking, independent woman, they'll be like, oh, so you're strong. Oh, you're you must be very, very bossy. That means how are we gonna find a man? Who's gonna want to oh, marry yeah, you? Anyways, that's just me touching on on, on a few things. I want to say my personal example, right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys what I experienced, right? So mm-hmm. I remember going back to Cameroon, my lovely lovely, yeah. <laughs> and um, we didn't have a printer at home because I, I was something our printer broke down, so I had mm-hmm. to go outside to I had to buy um ways to go somewhere to pay for my printer, and this guy was like, oh, um. I'm going to give you this printing service for free if you tell me your name. Obviously, he was trying to make a move, right? And I was yeah. like, I don't even, I'm not even like having the time of it. And then he says, so tell me more about yourself. What do you do? What do you study? I'm, I presume you study art. Like you're very beautiful. You sound like you, you're a very artistic person. Like women don't really do science like that or anything so technical. So he literally said this word for word bar for bar this is me at 17 like why are you being strange why are you being strange (laughs) (laughs) who asked for who asked you who asked you (laughs) it's the fact that i was i was minding my business trying to print so i was in a hurry as well because i had to print this very important document and this man will stop talking telling me about how he thinks how he knows he in fact no, he, he knows, knows that women are very artistic and caring and we don't do science and this was me doing ib biology higher level and chemistry higher level like are you dumb oh. are you mad have you lost your mind 
Anyways. And not look at you and applied <laughs> medical sciences and epidemiology. Exactly. And it's it's just like there's been and there's been so many instances where it's almost like when I when I go there, like, and not a lot is expected. The most I expected of me, right? It's like, okay. When will you marry? Mm. <laughs> when will you um know how to make your traditional dishes? You know, mm. you try Jocelyn, you know. I- me at your age, I remember being told at your age, at the age <laughs> oh, of 14. I get told so many times. I already knew how to make uh fufu and arrow mm-hmm. at your age. Mm-hmm. I already knew how to make all the traditional dishes. In fact, mm-hmm. I was taking care of the whole household, me when I was 14. by myself. By myself, well, I don't want that look at you, <laughs> look at you, just look at yourself. Are you proud? What can you do? What can you do? Can Nothing. You do? Nothing. What's going to get you? You're lazy. All you know how to do is book. All you know is book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It do be like that. It do be like that. No, this is clearly very chaotic. Like, like just a combination of like, lots of what you said, what I said, and just what you said. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's like, what's expected <laughs> of women is just a bit crazy. It's, it's really a bit crazy. That's what, I, that's what I don't I'm not sure where to take this conversation because there's on one side there's like healthcare which mm. we're gonna touch on later on there's family there's relationships there's mm. dating there's mm. everything that comes together which eventually affect a woman's career and her career's life choices yeah. which leads me on to my next point now about some statistics is that the health and social care sector is one of the largest and fastest growing employment sectors in the world mm-hmm. particularly for women hmm. and women provide essential health and care services for around 5 billion people and contribute in the u.s particularly over 3 trillion u.s dollars annually in global hmm. health Hmm. That's, a, That's lot. a lot of money. And mm-hmm. half of it comes from unpaid work, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just, drop, just to drop that there. Just to drop that there. <laughs> and now, just to give you like a very, this statistic that really like struck, struck me was that women comprised nearly 70% of the global health sector, yeah. whereas it is estimated that they only hold 25% of senior leadership roles. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not it's not making sense. That's a big discrepancy right there. You get because okay, if let's just let's just assume that you know we, we go by what um what society has imposed on women, mm. right? Like we're nurturing, we're caring. Yes, we will do healthcare. Even in this healthcare sector, which is majority women, the leadership. It's done by men. The senior oh. roles is run by men. Now we're gonna touch on why that's the case a bit later, but let's just mm-hmm. kind of like you know dissimilate and just unpack yeah. why this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why it is? <laughs> I mean, I think there's so many reasons. Um, I think we touched upon it like in the fertility episode in the mm. the first episode. Um, but workplaces are not so welcoming to women in terms of, for example, if they want to start a family, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's, they're kind of forced to choose between one. I've seen it like for personal examples. I know people in my family that were in healthcare 
that once they had children, it became so, um, it was very unwelcoming. Like mm. the environment was very unwelcoming towards this person. Um, mm. At each stage, you know, um, balancing, raising a child and working was made very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, from management, there was very little understanding of this. To right. the point where they had to quit. And mm. they said this happened not only to them, but other women that they worked with. And mm-hmm. what they saw was the same people that they trained with in the university. They saw their men advance and keep going because mm. they had very little family responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they could um, leave the kids with the wife, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got their further qualifications. They became the bosses. And actually, they came back to these women that had that uh, burden of also raising a family. Um, Mm -hmm. And they would come to them and say, we did the same thing. Why are you not able to Mm -hmm. um, have these qualifications? Why are you not able to work the same hours? And so Mm -hmm. because of this, a lot of women were kind of, even if they had that desire to work and progress into leadership roles, they were pushed out because the environment was so unwelcoming and it was so hostile. That's the word. Yeah. Hostile. 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 Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad you brought up like the the environment itself, even in healthcare. Healthcare where things is like usually quite straightforward because Mm -hmm. I know, for example, as well in Zimbabwe, a lot of the times, you know, when people are training to become like midwives or nurses or whatever, obviously they still have to answer to some kind of like senior doctor or whatever. And that tends to be a man. Mm -hmm. And there are many cases of like sexual harassment. Yeah. And the men that are in charge can be very horrible. So if the workplace, the environment itself cannot become like a danger, a threat yes. to you. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's again, that thing of like, you may want to go very far in life, but the place itself is dangerous for you. Yeah. To a lot of like medical students that are women, the senior mm-hmm. would expect like certain things from them. And if they mm-hmm. don't, um, they will fail them or they won't give mm-hmm. them a certain grade. And so they will feel so uncomfortable. They'll leave. Yeah. Mm. And then here you are losing women because of, you know, men that are in higher positions that are taking advantage mm-hmm. of yeah. women. Not only, yeah, not only are we um um being completely inequitable, but we're also losing out, we're missing out on very, 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 very strong, competent expertise. Exactly. Great yeah. human expertise. Great yeah. minds that could contribute so much. Yeah, exactly. And I'll also just add, I also feel like sometimes even the women that make it to these top leadership positions, once you Mm -hmm. do make it there, I feel like you're under such a magnifying glass. Everyone is watching your every move. And I feel that's another thing that can end up making women leave those positions (laughs) or not want to go there. Or Mm -hmm. once they're there, they'll quickly get like removed from that position. Right. Was it not uh, Chimamanda? I remember Chimamanda said that the higher up you go in positions the less Mm. the more men there are the Mm fewer women there are i don't know if it's her but it's true so now get we're gonna get into a more of like a problem statement so we've seen that gender analysis in global health has primarily focused on the point of service delivery Mm. and quality of care and a lot we've almost seen women as care recipients receiving Mm -hmm. care like women's health reproductive health um receiving health rather than Mm. um it has largely ignored the fact that women are not only recipients of healthcare but are also primary drivers of health Mm. globally Mm -hmm. so the women who run healthcare systems do not have an equal say with men in terms of their design and the delivery and these significant challenges have been linked to healthcare system inefficiencies which 
in fact, impact the healthcare worker training and supply pipeline, as well as recruitment, deployment, retention, attrition, and generally contribute to healthcare imbalances between both the formal and informal healthcare workers, right? And as a result, women in the healthcare workforce are primarily, well, largely being clustered into lower status and underpaid jobs. And healthcare systems eventually lose female talents and perspectives as well as morale. So my next question yes. is, how, what, what do you think is the solution to gender, to, to these issues, like just these gender disparities in that, particularly in the workspace? What do you think should be done to address this? Ooh, what a big question. A big question. <laughs> a big question. Um, what would, before, before we even like think about what, what should be done to address it, what change would you like to see? Say, uh, for for example, for the, um, examples we used, um, setting up accountability mechanisms. So if there is, you know, sexual harassment that is driving women out of these positions, a lot of the times, um, these men are protected by other men that are around them. So Mm -hmm. holding mechanisms where you know there's maybe an external evaluator that has kind of that doesn't have a relationship with that certain man that has committed this act um and so setting these up to protect women uh from these predators and acknowledging it too i think a lot of people just deny that it even exists mm. to pretend that no yeah everything's fine we don't do that here but i think that's one way no i agree definitely we need those like accountability mechanisms um for me when it when i think more workspace and let's say women being in leadership positions <coughs> excuse mm-hmm. me or just women being in the workplace in general i feel like it is still one of those things where <clears throat> the burden on getting to equality and you know pushing ourselves to being girl bosses and all these things is on us women it's still on us like the world makes it seem like yeah if you keep adding you can break the glass ceiling yeah 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 (laughs) but i'm also like where is the space there for men to also be part of that Mm -hmm. i think we can also try to think about like where can the men be involved in this yes yes Yes, yes, I completely agree with you because if you look at most gender um, gender conferences, mm. gender uh, events, it's majority female. Yeah, it's but you see the room will be full with eighty percent women. Maybe some men will come and support, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> and then it becomes an echo part. chamber. We're just exactly. talking about something, and we're all agreeing, okay. But then where's where's the, the source of the problem? Where are they? Yes, exactly. They're yeah. not in the conversation. There's no point. We can't solve it. Exactly. We can sit here in a room and try to think of like strategies and all these different things. But if the boss at the top there is still a man and they disagree. Yeah, well, then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? We'll just then be looking at each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can, yeah. yeah. Now, it's it's funny how you touch you touch on the fact that, yes, we need, we need as much male involvement as possible. Mm-hmm. And... The problem is there's still a lot of men that don't even agree with the principles behind gender equality. So we need to unpack (laughs) the people that are coming for the feminists, the feminazis, the femi, whatever, that hate the name feminism. The spirit of feminism. The things I've heard. how, How do we, like, to them, we're saying complete 
nonsense. <laughs> them, it's like the gender pay gap is not even real. Now let's address that right now. Is the gender pay gap real? Does it exist? Tell us, Jocelyn. <laughs> In my opinion, yes. It feels like it, it does. It feels but like I know it there's does. some people who think it doesn't. It's a myth, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a myth. I, I was joking. <laughs> to a lot of people, it's a myth. So that's why I'm yeah. going to unpack that today, yeah? Mm-hmm. So the unadjusted pay gaps in health and social care, I found a study that has mm-hmm. shown that there, there are, in fact, unadjusted pay gaps in health and social care, which are estimated in about, which are estimated in about 26% of high-income countries and 29% in upper-middle-income countries, right? And now we're going to talk about the gender pay gap in terms of equal pay. Now, equal pay refers to men and women performing the same role and receiving <coughs> the same pay that is equal pay for equal work of value. So in global health, there is um, limited evidence on the gender pay gap because not just that there are not enough papers, there's not enough um, um, information about it. There's There's information about it, but there's not enough information in both lower, particularly in lower and middle income countries because a lot of the women that would normally participate in these studies wouldn't the lot of people, the women that are affected would not participate in these type of studies. It's very yep. difficult to track such information, mm. right? Mm. And so, uh, um, uh, but however, in the US, a recent survey of about 65,000 physicians in the US yeah, revealed that women doctors earn an average of 27.7% less than their male counterparts in 2017, which is a total average. That doesn't sound like a lot, but on average, oh. annually, that is $105,000 less in a year. Oh. $105,000? Yes. No one can do that money. Without that money! Oh, no. <laughs> now, one study from Australia also found that the average gender pay gap is between, is around 16.7%. And so, even in health sectors where women play a larger role, such as in dentistry, they continue to earn less than their male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And recent studies suggest that the gender pay gap in physician salaries persists even after controlling for specialty, practice type, and hours worked. Because I've heard a lot of you say that, oh, they don't gonna... even mention the demographics. Yeah. Oh, it's between social economic factors that affect it. Oh, it's because... Listen. No, they'll even say, oh, it's not our fault women choose careers that pay less than we choose them. It's accounted for. No one. It's it's accounted Mm -hmm. for. The only problem now is that the current research that we have does not include every single country. Mm. That is the major issue. It doesn't take away from the fact that there are disparities in when it comes to to pay in health, not just in healthcare, but in other sectors as well. So a lot of companies are now being encouraged to publish those statistics, publish the salaries for men and women. I know they're shaking in their boots (laughs) right now. Publish Publish those salaries, publish the pay, publish the compensations, publish the promotions. Mm -hmm. Ooh, Publish those promotions. (laughs) And I mean it. 
<laughs> I mean it now. Like, show me right now. Show me right now. Because if the problem is that if there's not enough data, it's very difficult to gather high quality research on it. And there's not high quality research on it. But the papers that we've seen have identified some form of gap. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, what that means, different stories. Yeah. I just wanted to pick up on your point around like how I think the stats you're talking about show um, higher income countries and upper, upper, is that it? Um, High income, yeah. High income countries. High income countries. (laughs) Just them. Um, And it was that, you know, sometimes it's, is it harder to just include lower to middle income countries because of how varied the like work there is because yeah i can say for example in zimbabwe there's a lot of like there's formal employment and then there's like informal employment Mm -hmm. and so like definitely i think there are cases where it's like we can count the people who are employed formally but we don't Mm -hmm. even know about like the informal sector there like people who are just like street vendors people who just don't know we don't don't know we have no way of tracking so it could even Mm -hmm. be worse Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. big problem is that in a lot of low-income countries, there's a large informal sector, which yeah. is a very difficult outcome measure. It's a very, very difficult to measure um, pay, even in agricultural work, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of women do, yeah. even in things like sewing. If you're working, like if you're working for a sewing company, a lot of women do that. I know in Cameroon, yeah. for sewing companies or work even in a restaurant sometimes, it's very difficult to monitor that because they... They, yeah, it's the not big, like standardized. It's, it's not yeah. standardized. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's not standardized. Yeah. No, exactly. So I think even from this research, it's I, it could even be worse in these countries. Worse. But it exists. I hope we've established that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not because women choose lower paying careers. It would be the same mm-hmm. career. Uh-huh. And then, 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 then they're going to be, and I know, Sorry, I need to just address let it out, let it out. every <laughs> single thing that I've heard people say, right? Yes. Oh, women are naturally nurturing. Women are naturally caring. Women don't want to take senior roles. Women don't want to take leadership roles. As a matter of fact, women love being nurses. That's why we don't have as many male nurses. Let's just address the fact that for a very, 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 very long period of time, medicine was a male-only profession. Amen. Mm-hmm. They weren't even allowed. They weren't even doctors. We even allowed to go to Pardon? university. Uh, no. To Pardon? They'll say you're not allowed here, please. Yeah. UCL, the uni UCL, the uni that I went to was the first to, to offer a medical school for women. Mm-hmm. What year? Probably like yesterday. Okay, that was not long relax. ago. <laughs> not long ago. <laughs> and the Women best didn't vote until last week. Like, come on. Until <laughs> last week. <laughs> no, it's and it was like the 70s. So. True. Yeah. It was a bit late. Some places yeah. were like the 90s, let's not lie. Mm. Yeah. And 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 it's more like, yeah, so so for for women for, for a long time, that the best way for women to get into healthcare was through nursing. Yeah. You bet you become a nurse, then you become a doctor. That's that's how it was for a long period of time, and that's why even today, if you let's say if you have a mom that's a nurse and you have a daughter, your daughter is more likely to become a nurse as well because you're gonna pass that, you kind of want to pass that on to her. Mm. Now, does that mean that women don't want senior leadership roles, or that, or and also that there's been um, 
this has been this this like so obviously this societal patriarchal mm. notion <laughs> that that yes men can't be doing nursing because men are providers yeah they're not caring yeah. yeah they're not a whatever <laughs> yeah i'm sorry my uncle was a great nurse Amen it's possible it's possible it's, i mean you know what i find funny though what you said i've heard it a lot of like women are just naturally caring you mm-hmm. guys don't want this and i always hear men are telling it to women and we're telling yeah. them no actually this is what i want they're like no 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 no, no. <laughs> i know as a man i, what you I know what you want personally this, 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 this. <laughs> i'm sitting here like i i don't know what i want yeah. It's you that's going to tell me what I want. I find it ridiculous, but I hear it a lot. And I this point I love. 100%. I For me, I'm like, you know what? Let's say we even did a survey of all the women in the world and we find somehow concrete evidence that they tend to be more caring than men. That does not mean men are not caring people. Right? That yes. should not be an excuse. It doesn't mean that men are incapable yes. of caring. It's not like men are incapable of caring. And this is where there's also the whole social aspect to it. Because we have these gender roles that we have defined and we've just allowed it to be like, yes, women tend to be the more caring ones. They nurture for the children. Da, 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 da. The mm. men is not expected to change diapers and all these things. That's I know right. some men do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming for you. As they should. As, but it's like, I'm not going to congratulate you. You should be getting an award because you child. should care for your child. You know, it's for things like that way we set this expectation of like women tend to be the more caring ones and men are not. And And therefore that justifies the fact that women it's okay that women stay in these like lower paying jobs right they do but, not care when. yeah but also being caring and nurturing is a good quality for a leader exactly. and it, why exactly. do we want leaders to be caring you want someone co- they say men are logical and that's all you need no sometimes you need caring people we need, you need a caring pain. leader you need for us as, as i've seen a lot of these psychometric tests profiling yeah. tests yeah. highly suggest that for you to be a good leader, you need to have a certain level of situational judgment skills. You mm-hmm. need to have that emotional intelligence rather mm-hmm. than just having a high IQ. Emotional intelligence is equally as important. It's key. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. key because what's the point of you having a very successful company if everybody hates you? Yeah, if everyone is miserable, you, like, they don't like you. No, but guys, it it happens a lot. I've heard stories of people where it's like they literally just lost someone and they need to go to a funeral or something. They are telling this to their manager, but the manager is kind of looking back at them like, but so will you be back next week or what? what So when should I log you in for? Yeah. Can you imagine? That's another time. And finally, with this um, gender pay gap thing, let's also consider other career factors, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that women do eventually have children, a lot of women do take the option to have children eventually, which affects their career. And I've heard a lot of men say, yes, you know, nature has not been in your favor. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nature has not been in your favor. But it's like, are the women having children by themselves? I just want to know, like, when I decide to have, I mean, nowadays there is IVF and all that stuff. But let's speak generally for a lot of people. Do Mm -hmm. I decide to impregnate myself? No, I'm not a plant. I can't do that. (laughs) I can't do asexual reproduction. Bacteria. That's not I. (laughs) No, literally. It takes two. It's a family. You're still a father. 
you still need to take care of the kid that you brought into this world that you participated in and that's the that's the major issue is the fact that you right now right we are young people's we are i keep repeating that we're young because obviously there 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 are different um demographic factors such as age that affect your career prospects right right now we are young you could have a male counterpart doing the same course as you Mm -hmm. starting the same career as you you guys have equal pay right Mm -hmm. as you develop into your career let's say you have to let's say for example let me i'm gonna use um my let's say me for example right Mm -hmm. i start off equal pay as someone that also studied epidemiology we both did the same course start off the same as we develop let's say at the age of you know my late 20s or early 30s i decide to have children oh now i have to take like two three years out to take care of my children and nurture them and stuff like that now at least i decide that's if i have one child let's assume mm-hmm. i have two children or maybe three children because mm-hmm. life happens now i have to take care of those two children or those three children and that's more and more years taken out of my time my male counterpart eventually that didn't have to worry about they have to take time out didn't have to take parental Mm -hmm. leave or whatever progresses and continues now i come back maybe as a married woman as a mother how am i treated differently Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. pay my career progression that was initially very very steep Mm -hmm. becomes stagnant Mm -hmm. or even on the downfall yep that sometimes is the reason why there is unequal pay between men and women that have had the same career aspirations Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is yeah i mean this is backed by studies and everything where yeah if you take a couple years out for to raise that kid and you come back I mean, first of all, they say explain that gap in your CV. And uh-huh. most of them don't even accept that I was raising a child, yeah. a human being. As a valid reason. As a valid yeah. reason. Exactly. Do you understand that even like the fact no. raising a, raising children can yes. be worse than managing a company? Exactly. Have- I really am a strong <laughs> believer. You have- that should be in your CV and it should count because I think you gain so many skills from that. So and many you- skills. Imagine having a company with unwilling participants. <laughs> the children are not participating in your communication. You cannot report to HR. You cannot report no. to anybody. You have a whole family to run. Do you think it's easy? Y'all think that was for fun. You cry. think that was a holiday? Yeah. <laughs> They'll just decide to cry. They'll be like, you're making my life so difficult. They'll be like, my other shoe. I can't find my other shoe. It's the end of the world. No, end of the world. The middle of my back is itching. I don't feel like eating today. I have lost weight. Who knows? I may have caught a virus. I may just be dying. And I have to, you have to take care of that child because it's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll tell me I'm useless. Mm -hmm. Fam. (laughs) <laughs> and this is why when you're talking about housewives being compensated i'm here for this that is a job that is a job and you should acknowledge it is it. work it is work because yeah i feel like in my conversations with like just various men with like just various uh mindsets there mm. is you would be surprised even people our age there is still this mindset of yes. Yes, I would expect my wife to be like ambitious and have a career and be independent as we want. Yeah. But she must also come back home and cook. Mm-hmm. Yes. Know. You better have cooked meal. Nice. You know what is funny? You better you know, take care of the household, you know, but also be a billionaire. You know what is funny? Nowadays, yeah, I've seen a lot of these men that 
expecting the care and nurture of women in the 70s with the ambition of the 2022 woman. They're expecting like all oh, you to behave as being as submissive and nurturing and kind. But no, 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 no. You're also going to pay your bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> going to bills though. <laughs> or it's like, why? Like, if you're not advancing your career, it's like, babes, you're kind of like lagging. Like, yeah. I want a strong, independent woman. I want a strong, I want a, a woman, an ambitious woman that is funny and that also looks very good after having four children yeah. with a flat stomach. I'm a yeah. high value man. High, yeah. oh, a high value Oh, let's not I'm talk here. about the high value <laughs> What do you man. bring to the table? Oh I'm, my I'm bringing day. your table first. Now that you've mentioned, let's just unpack now this whole, ah, value. <laughs> No, I value value. This one is really touching us. Like, let's unpack. I think we've now. now we're gonna get into more personal things. Yeah, the mm-hmm. dating scene, because oh. dating and marriage are factors that affect healthcare. That they come into play eventually, yeah, right? Definitely. This whole idea behind a high value man or a high value woman. What is, can we just, before we, we get into the topic, let's just define, can we, like Loza, Edna, can you any of you like define for our fellow Globies, what, <laughs> what, what is a high value man, please? <laughs> man, girl, girl. Our the fact that we have a definition, it's just, I roll my eyes. What is the, describe a high value man, according to you, it's just quite an American term. I've seen a lot of American. Yeah, from yeah. what I've heard, from what I've heard, a high yeah. value man has a high paying career mm. six figures just six, six figures or eight no, figures no most of them don't have that so they don't say that yeah, yeah, but yeah, six sorry. figures minimum 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 you know he mm. owns a car maybe mm. he owns a house he's making investments mm. and he grows older his value only increases unlike women okay. um <laughs> apparently yeah but that's the definition i didn't make it's it i didn't make it that mm. is and so he also deserves a high value woman Yes, on this this high value man. The, yeah, the, as Loza said, the older he gets, the yeah, more valuable he, he becomes. He's more money. He has businesses, and he is. He doesn't need to get. He doesn't need to be as attractive. He needs to just. Need oh to no, have no, no, money. no! He can be ugly. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Yeah. He needs to have. Whereas the woman, on the other hand, as she gets older, her expiry date continues. The moment you reach thirty, you have expired. Yeah, you hit thirty. <laughs> you hit thirty. <laughs> you need to have a child from a previous marriage or something oh gosh <laughs> your value has gone all the way down gone down you're finished so thank you for your definition very very well very well described thank why you. how does that relate to our topic behind gender inequality <sighs> the people that have even come up with this definition in the first place have mm-hmm. been the ones that have bashed single mothers Mm. There are mass women saying that, you know, mm. we as high value men, we cannot even look at these unwanted, <laughs> past the age of 30, single mothers that are happen, happen to be so unwanted and undesired. I'm by sorry, society. but imagine bashing the parent that stayed to take care of Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna bash the one that actually did. i don't even know what to do with that one no one no logic just vibes so now a lot of now a lot i've heard a lot of women say oh i want to be a high value woman because i'm do you want me to be can i also be a high value what is a high value woman 
that the problem that, is that a high value woman is always the one that has money. That's what I mean, you know, with this high value woman thing, what right? Is that, that, that is the thing. It's like from the men, from the men who talk about being high value men, they have a certain definition of what a high value woman yeah. is that will match their high value. Yes. Whereas yes. I feel like in the women's camp, there is some idea of like what a high value woman can be, but it doesn't necessarily match. It doesn't match Mm-mm. the one these high value men have. Because <laughs> high value men are definitely on the side of you must be able to do everything and you must almost be like complimentary to me. Exactly. Your job career, that's fine, but understand that I have six figures and um, I need you. I, to yeah, I have <laughs> six figures and I'm a, I'm a very busy man. I don't have time I'm for... I'm burning it to the ground. I don't have time for all this nurturing and kind stuff that you people do. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. Yeah. I'm allowed to be a complete douchebag Ooh. because I have money. Mm-hmm. And I'm making investments. I'm busy making investments for our future. Like, don't stress me with these children. <laughs> these children that I... These children that I I had with you, by the way. Why do you not, even want children if uh, you don't want to look at them, man? Yeah. <laughs> but they're the same ones that want so many children. They want the woman they to give birth to so many children. Yeah. So that yeah. leads me on to my next point about how now a lot of women have kind of been um, bashed down mm-hmm. or, or shamed for being single mothers or for mm-hmm. being... Um, for having children at an early age or a young age or even an older age. Or old age, yeah, you can't. And 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 now have now tried to to embody mm-hmm. the feminine energy to attract the high value oh, man. man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, a lot of women now that they've heard, oh, the men don't. They don't want us. They don't want the bossy woman. Now I have to be feminine. Now I have to turn on my feminine. Now I have to be bossy, but not too bossy. I have to be successful, but not too successful. I have to be ambitious, but not too ambitious. Otherwise, you threaten the man. Mm. Otherwise, I will never get married. Otherwise, I will be single and alone forever. It's the conclusion, basically. That's the conclusion. If you choose be. to believe these definitions of what a high-value man is and what a high-value woman is. Just ignore them, though. I'm sorry. But... It is so your place to believe let, it or not. Let's unpack what this whole uh, uh, channel... I've seen a lot of like, videos around you know, channeling your feminine energy and yeah. um, how to... There's like feminine coaches now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know how to be a woman. Like, I'm already a woman. Leave me alone. But you know, um, the thing is, yeah. I feel like there's even different like degrees of them. Absolutely. Like, like I know there's like, there'll be the pick-me's. So <laughs> there'll be the women who will be more Make like me. channel Show your me. female energy so that yeah, you I'm can available. you can get a man basically. Yeah. Or attract the high value man. Yeah, or attract the high, the high value, value man. <laughs> <laughs> then there can also be a camp where it's more about Okay, don't think about the men. Don't think about masculine energy. Embrace the feminine energy. Mm. You know, uh, you can channel into this one and that one. In your career, you can channel into this mm. energy. Be this goddess. Be this da-da-da. Ah. You know, there's that side of it too, which is yes. just focused on the men, but is, you know, something. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, I've seen them. Some of them are actually quite positive, like how to, yeah. how to, um, 
embrace your feminine self, which can come mm. from a good perspective. But my problem comes when it is done in order to address the men. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do not, I'm sorry, I do not want my, my life to be centered around men. Nope. As in, imagine. I don't. I want to exist. I am a woman as I am. Uh, I have <laughs> traits just like I, everybody has, even as a woman, you can have some masculine traits as well. And what that means is different for everybody. Exactly. Like it's just mm. us that put categories on it. Yeah. They're just traits. Like I've traits. seen people speak that, oh, you, there's like a male home, like the male hormones make you more dominant and give you those leadership skills. Like the male hormone makes you more assertive, whereas the female hormone is more, you know, kind and understanding and nurturing. <laughs> that okay. Like science. What the heck? <laughs> it's like eugenics, but for like gender. Right? It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's getting weird out here. And we have multiple hormones and men have estrogen and women have t- like testosterone. I don't, what? Yeah. <laughs> it don't make sense. I'm sorry. I'm not. That's, that's my science. I'm not. And I want to think about like women that try to make themselves more masculine in order to be respected. Like I, I yeah. really understand mm-hmm. how they feel, but how mm-hmm. can we address that? 100%. Like that's the first thing that came to my mind when you're talking about like the masculine traits, feminine traits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, divide them however you want them to divide them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter. But I do think we know of these typical masculine traits. So like, let's say being like very like assertive and da, 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 da those are usually associated with men. Mm-hmm. But then when women take on those kind of traits, we'll not take them on. It could just be a trait that they also yes. have. It's mm-hmm. great to be an assertive person. You need that. Mm-hmm. You need it. But when it's a woman, she is perceived as being very, um, Mm, I don't know what the word is, but y'all know what the word is. Yeah, you know the B- word. Uh, the B word. The, the B. Yeah. She's conceived to be a B. Yeah. Uh, and bossy. we hear that so much. Like mm-hmm. women, female bosses are horrible. You don't want one. I used to hear that so much growing mm-hmm. up. Where like if you have a boss that's a woman, she's gonna make your life horrible and mm-hmm. everything. And when I worked, majority of my bosses were women and I loved them. Same. I loved them. So I feel like all the female bosses that I've had. I love them. They're great. I said, where are the evil ones you're talking about? I haven't exactly. seen evil, 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 bossy and B-word type of boss. Literally, all my managers have come across so far that are women. I'm like, I need to learn how to do that. Like, I didn't know it was possible for, like, a woman to, like, be in this way. And it's, like, normal. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm-hmm. I could learn from you. In fact, and all the time they're very understanding as well yeah. and they they have that balance between being assertive and being mm-hmm. understanding exactly. you can even tell her like okay you know right now i'm currently experiencing this and she would be like i understand yes. but sometimes sometimes with a male boss it can like you kind of have to pick your words a bit you know you yeah. don't want to say too much because yeah. <laughs> they just look at you yeah. like no, no, and then <laughs> And so nice. what did you do what you were meant to do? <laughs> Good for you. Like, can we get can we get the job done though? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I get into the final, 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 final point. The final, final, final point. That okay. women tend to face now sexual harassment. Mm. Okay. Harassment on this. at the workplace, yeah. in public, anywhere, have you know that that's a very, very common problem. A lot of women when they get into the workspace i've seen this in many places even in very i'm not going to state the names mm. large big respectable organization 
where women get taught, asked to do favors to get an internship. I've seen that. I've seen that before. I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen it. Whoever seen you are, you know who you are. You know who you are. But women get asked for very, very uncomfortable. They get put in very, very uncomfortable positions in order for them to progress in their careers, not just in healthcare, in social care, in the creative industry. That's a complete entertainment mm. industry. Yeah. In so many industries, we've seen it. And that's why a lot of women, like it's it's a hard, it's hard for them to pro- to have that career yeah. progression or to be taken seriously. Yeah. No. Imagine even like the toll it has on mental health. Mm. You had every step you take when you're faced with this. I don't know. It's just easy to give up. It's easy to give up. And it's like, again, as we touched on with like, let's say the example of like the nurses and the story mm-hmm. that Lo- Loza provided. It's again a case of like, you may really want to do the most for your career and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but you have to be aware that you can't trust everyone. I think mm. that's where it ends up being the most like dangerous and threatening. It's like you think you're in the workplace, you think you're somewhere professional and da 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 da. And then someone makes a move on you and you're probably just left there like flabbergasted. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not safe. You're you not. don't feel safe there. No. You're not. You know, and that's and that's there. Yeah, that's that eventually. That's that's why a lot of women almost. That's why you don't. You kind of lose that confidence in yourself mm. as well. You almost feel like there's this block, mm. this block, especially if your boss is that person. Now that's mm. a that's a horrible situation to be in. If your boss is sexually harassing you, that is a very 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 horrible situation to be in. But it hap- the reason why we're talking about it is because it still happens. It happens. It happens, and we all know stories. Like yeah. we, we can we. I'm telling you, if you're a male counterpart or whatever, you ask any of your female friends, someone they will tell you about one time they have experienced mm-hmm. some form of sexual harassment. Yeah, isn't the statistic I'm just off the top of my head? Isn't it like one in three or one in four women yeah, has experienced some form of sexual harassment? Some form of sexual harassment. And of course, sexual harassment is like on a scale. Like yeah. it's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. One thing. It's not. It's not always like hardcore rape. I'm not screaming. Rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. It's. It's even the advances, the unwanted advance, mm. unsolicited. Right. I mean, even in the streets, like I, I stay fearing for my life. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of times I've been followed, even in this safe Geneva, last week yeah. someone was following me on a bicycle. I was literally running to my home. Yeah. And it's yeah, like you don't even feel safe existing and walking outside. Like having yeah. to check how what you wear so you don't right? get misperceived. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you want to be perceived in the right way. You also need to sometimes I not just like to address sexual harassment. Like me personally, I always have to like check myself, like how am I dressing? I want to. I want to dress the way I am, but I also don't want to give the wrong impression. Or I don't want to give off that. I don't want to attract the, those kinds of people. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost becoming internalized, that internalized misogyny mm-hmm. that a lot of women face. Mm-hmm. And eventually kind of like, oh, let me, even if you cover up, like you cover up, but you still get cat call. Oh yeah, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want to also just add that, you know, it's not just limited to, the kind of sexual harassment you can face in the workplace, let's say whatever organization you're working. I've also seen cases where in global health, certain global health organizations or humanitarian organizations where they have reports of their workers harassing people they deliver aid to. 
Mm. People who are working in refugee camps, mm. they're coming here as, yes. I don't want to put any names on blast, but mm. it's like, you know, they you know, have the, some of their workers allegedly working in refugee camps and they're harassing refugees. Mm. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, that cannot happen. In yeah. a global health space, we can't let that happen. unacceptable. What do in you mean? In a global health, do no harm. Do no, I was do just going to no say, do no harm. harm. And instead of even preventing the harm that exists, they're creating more problems. They're creating more problems. They're creating more trauma. More trauma and even like less trust in some of like our institutions and organizations. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And and that kind of makes me think like I've also heard a lot of men be like, well, yeah, you know, I don't do those things. Like I don't I don't ever see women, you know, go through that. Like they don't understand. They say, oh, you know, I don't think like that. I'm respectful to women. I love women. I respect women, which is, you know, I'm not Thanks. saying you don't, well but I, I think that even as a man, you do need to understand your male privilege, mm-hmm. understand that you do have male privilege and there are things that you can actually do mm-hmm. about it, like speaking up, like mm-hmm. that joke that your boy made that mm-hmm. happened to be funny that was bashing down another, a woman, correct him. Mm-hmm. Avoid the B word. Avoid slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Those are microaggressions. Those are things that are micro, but mm-hmm. eventually they contribute to yeah. the, the bigger, bigger long-term consequences. You're, yeah. you're contributing to someone else's traumatic experiences. Yeah. So you, by you not saying anything or doing anything, you are contributing to that. Mm-hmm. So even things like, oh, like you go on a date and the waiter would not even acknowledge the woman. Like I've experienced mm-hmm. this so many times. Like you go on a date <laughs> and the waiter, I don't know they don't mean it in a bad way, but they just, <laughs> just happen to be invisible. Yeah. I just want to add to that, like, okay, I don't want to get too much into the patriarchy and stuff like that. And we definitely need to address the men. But I also just want to address the women who perpetuate patriarchy too. You know, it's not just men who are the ones perpetuating patriarchy. So for me, it's still in the form of, let's say, for example, even women sometimes, I've heard cases where women, they'll be driving and they make a joke like, aha, that person must be a woman who's driving, like when someone makes a mistake. And you're like, how can you as a woman even make that kind of a joke? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so I think those, it's great that you mentioned the little jokes as well. Those are microaggressions. Like those are it points to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, even like, yeah, the culture of like our wording and everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, it positions women as like the weaker ones and the men are mm-hmm. the stronger ones. But no, there's a lot in language because, you know, someone that is violent against women doesn't start immediately with violence. It's the way, mm-hmm. it's the jokes they make. It's the mm-hmm. way they communicate about women that will tell you. Mm-hmm. And we've seen instances of like men that ended up, you know, killing women or being aggressive towards women. Their friends will say, actually, they, they were a bit creepy. Maybe yeah. women yeah. did say they, you know, women did complain about them, but they said, oh, but he's just like that. Yeah. Until he does something violent. Yeah. No, that's why just now. So like your point about like, it's not just on you, like as a man to make sure mm-hmm. you are not like, you know, harassing women or whatever may be perpetuating any kind of like sexism. It's mm-hmm. also about like keeping your friends in check. Absolutely. Yes. Your silence can be violent. Like, your si- oh yeah. Really 100%. You need to hold your friends accountable and they take you more seriously than they would. Yes. That's the thing. Like we are all women who are speaking, but unfortunately men listen to more men, like men yeah. listen more when men, other men speak. Yeah. So, Use, yeah. your, Use that privilege. That privilege. Yeah. You're about it. 
Yeah. Don't just say, oh, if it was my sister or if it was my mother. Yeah, that... No, mm-hmm. it's just because someone is a human. That's it. Like, yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I've also faced this where it's like, there's maybe someone where I fear for some of the views that they had. You know, there's there's only so much I can do from my point of view in terms of like <laughs> right. speaking with them and telling them, sharing different perspectives. At some point, I just had to be, you know, go to their friends and be like, speak to your boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're not listening. Yeah. To me. <laughs> they're not listening to me. Like, and if you, you know, someone needs to keep this guy in check, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, and I've also heard some some guys be like, oh, oh, I can't imagine what it's like to have a daughter. Oh, if I had a daughter, Yo, having a daughter is so difficult. I find like, that crazy. How about you change the way we raise our sons? How about we change the way the sons are raised? Like, am I wrong for being born a woman? You can't say, oh, it's oh, having a daughter is so scary. How about you? Well, I'm suspicious of those men because I'm like, how do you view women that you're, you know, so scared of having a daughter? Like, you know and what they you've think done. raising a son is so easy and stuff and they mm. say that but they don't actually raise their sons they just let them do whatever they let them do whatever and that's why they think it's easy it's not it's not easy to raise anybody but this yeah this attitude some men have towards daughters scare me yeah i have a bit of a scenario question that just came into my mind oh mm-hmm. okay Okay, because Loza, what you were saying just reminded me of the story of Ti. Remember where he would oh go with God. his daughter to check her virginity every oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just wondering, like, if you guys were like a healthcare worker, the gynecologist, like, what would you do in that position of like, there's this father that comes to me every year with his daughter <laughs> to check her virginity. I'm he does not bring his son, right? He How? brings his daughter. I'm reporting it to the police. Wow. <laughs> I know the police won't help. Like, I'm really wondering what legal actions are there. I mean, there are one thing you can just refuse care, but then can you even do that? I don't know, man. There's I mean, a way I mean, to report. I mean, you don't have to report to the police, but there's definitely some legal action you can take. Right? Like child services. I don't know. Ah. Me, maybe, yeah. I might I might try my best to at least say, like, oh, okay, can can you at least step out of the room? I think oh, it's better if I do it, you know, like I'll just not even do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I just not do nothing. I'd be like, girl, like, say, yes um, or no, give me whatever answer and I'll just take it. <laughs> and I've seen, like, even like, I've seen some case studies of women's health, even in places like Botswana, where I thought I heard of a woman that she was supposed to be giving birth, delivering a child, going to child labor, and the husband refused to have a male gynecologist. Ah! So she lost her unborn, she lost her unborn child. Hey, wait a damn. Who allowed him in the delivery room? Listen, please get out. He was saying, I do not want anybody looking at my wife's vagina. So she will, until a woman comes. Bleeding and dying. Bleeding and dying. So now your your views have cost a life. Cost a life. Yeah. That's, Mm. that's just, this is wild. These are not just topics that we're just meant to just ignore. We have to address Mm. them. Mm Mm-hmm. We have to address them. Yeah. But yeah, as I say, I've said, we've said before, we've seen cases of, of sexual harassment, discrimination, mm-hmm. uh, disparities when it comes to pay, social mm-hmm. determinants that affect disparities, gender mm-hmm. determinants that affect disparities, mm-hmm. and so many other factors that affect women as a whole. And the reason why this particular episode particularly addresses women is because that studies have shown that women have a much, much, much higher percentage 
when it comes to uh, facing these issues. Mm-hmm. Like men do face sexual harassment as well. Oh, but I think yeah. there's a study in the US that also found that compared to women, men face about like I think it's around 20%, which is still, you know, which is still um concerning. Yeah. But in comparison to women, women face these issues on the daily mm-hmm. and we're gonna have another episode for men sometime maybe in the next season yeah. but this this episode where we really want to address that like the gender pay gap is not a myth <laughs> it's not a myth the more research needs to be done to address it 100 mm-hmm. particularly in low and middle income countries and that's something that you know if the people that want to do the research not just women men too Mm -hmm. oh yeah like we it's it's not not only for for women but also for like the un sustainable development goals Mm. aiming to achieve gender equality aiming Mm. to address gender inequalities also for economic growth if you have more and more women in the informal sector or in unpaid roles how is the economy gonna grow Mm-hmm. So not only is it beneficial, not economically, socially, politically as well, political yeah. will. If we lack political will, we're not going to get anywhere. So we have to look at it from all these different angles. Mm-hmm. 100%. You, what about you, ladies? Do you have any more like final words to say? Yeah, I was going to say like to just take everything you've been saying there. And if you like, if you're sitting there wondering like how it can like, you know, show itself in global health as well is the fact that like, Jocelyn, you pointed out economic empowerment. Like if we are acknowledging paid care work, like hopefully we're going to get in Kenya. If Mm -hmm. we make that happen, then we're allowing women to be, to have more economic empowerment. We talk about Mm -hmm. this a lot of the times. If I am more economically empowered, maybe I'm able to make more decisions around family planning. Maybe I'm able to make more decisions around my uh, you know, <laughs> options for birth control, like you're yes, yeah. it's just reproductive health. Reproductive yeah. health. There we go. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. yes, you're able to you know actually be empowered to make choices for your own health Absolutely. as a woman, mm-hmm. which you Absolutely. don't always get the choice to do so. Uh, yes, Absolutely. I mean, some countries literally require the man to have a say in like reproductive health. Like, if the man doesn't agree, the woman cannot get birth control. Exactly. You, see yeah. that? you know, there's like legal structures that are also leading to gender disparity. That mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. And if we are in a household where at least we're trying to balance out our roles, this maybe is now going to allow both husband and wife to be able to pursue what they need to do in their careers. And at Mm -hmm. home, they're able to balance out their works. Mm -hmm. If I want to go to medical school, yes, I know I can, you know, my husband got my back. We can go and I will do my medical school and my education. Um, All these different things, guys. Gender equality matters for even now. It's important from so many angles. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the last part, we didn't touch on it too much, but um, yeah, we do need like women in these leadership roles Mm -hmm. in terms of like even in health research, because Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. we touched on it a little bit in the first episode as well, where there's a lot of like women's reproductive health is under research. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things that are not understood. At the end of the day, um, people have their own biases when they come to research and we need to represent all groups to reduce this bias and that includes women. And when women are there making these decisions, you know, maybe we can get better contraceptives because right now Mm -hmm. what we have is scary. Um, We can get more understanding of like our own health um, in print, like in clinical trials, women are underrepresented. So then, you know, the treatments are not the best for women. We need Mm -hmm. to, just as much as, you know, we talked about, we need black people to be represented. We also need Mm -hmm. women to be represented. Represented. Mm -hmm. 
being and women, I'm sorry, especially mm-hmm. not just women, as in <laughs> women, women in in all spectrums, yes. women in all yeah. spectrums, including trans communities, women of color, black women, brown women. We need that representation. Disabled women. Disabled women. Yes. All of that representation. <laughs> <laughs> we need it all represented. Absolutely. They said before, equity in health is unachievable if any group is left behind. Absolutely. No one cannot behind. leave anyone behind. Yeah. No one left Everyone behind. needs to be in that conversation. Mm. Yeah. So I think on that note, we can end it here. This is a beautiful yeah. conclusion. <laughs> No women. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the World Health Investigation Podcast. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Edna. And I'm Loza. And we are three young global health professionals and your hosts for the World Health Investigation Podcast. Please follow us on our socials Mm -hmm. on Instagram Mm -hmm. at WHI underscore podcast. Twitter at WHI underscore podcast. We have Facebook as well mm-hmm. and LinkedIn, World mm-hmm. Health Investigation. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click that subscribe button. Now. Right, right now. now. <laughs> We're not going to drain you again, but you know. <laughs> you know what to so do. Thank you very much for listening and have a lovely rest of the week. <laughs>